Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey, everyone. It's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there's a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with some insights, tips and best practices, breathing and breathing room from the critical work you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. And welcome to season three. <laughs> Woo! Welcome back, everyone. We're so excited to have you with us on another season of the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. And we know that some of you might be back in classrooms. Some of you might be preparing to go back in the classroom. So we actually wanted to share one of our favorite strategies around helping students feel seen, heard, valued, and validated as they're returning to school. And honestly, this strategy can be used at any point in the year. It doesn't have to just be in the beginning of the year. However, in the beginning of the year, what's happening, you are learning students' names. You are learning who they are. You are like, who's in my class, even if it's virtual or if it's in person, hopefully it's in person. So let's talk about names. What do you think? All right. So a really simple activity you can do, again, like Danielle said, the first day of school, the first weeks, even with your staff, if you're a leader, is just tell the story of your name. Where, What does it mean? Where does it come from? Are you named after someone, a family member, a celebrity, a line from a song? And then have your students do this, the same. Um, if you have a large class, maybe you do it in small groups or with pairs, and then they get to share out the story of each other's names or their own name. And what you do by this first is just really, like Danielle said, they're heard, they're valued, and bonus, you will remember the story of their names, most likely, and pronounce their names correctly. Um, because there is nothing worse than someone mispronouncing your name, especially, um, obviously, if you're a student for the entire year. And so it's a really win-win for everyone because students also can learn a lot from each other. Maybe they have a shared experience with someone else in the class they wouldn't have known about before. Yeah. How does it feel to have someone pronounce your name not correctly? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can tell you all about it. So, so I'll like the story <laughs> of my name uh, and this will be a good example. And then maybe Danielle, you can go and this is kind of what you do for your class. But um, so my name is Sari. Um, it doesn't have any um, like sentimental meaning or, or anything other than the fact my parents met someone named Sari, who was actually my pediatrician growing up. They loved the name uh, when my, when they were pregnant with me. And so my mom said, let's name her Sari. Great. Uh, what they didn't realize at the time was Sari is spelled S-A-R-I, the same way that the Indian clothing Sari is spelled. Um, and just coming from Boston, where people <laughs> have an interesting way of pronouncing their R's, that combined with just like my name being in a dictionary pronounced Sari, a lot of times people just say my name is Sari. So the conversation usually goes... <laughs> sorry. And then I say, it's Sari. And then they say, oh, sorry, Sari. And like, I cannot tell you how many millions of times I've heard that in my life. Uh, there was like a point when I was in like upper elementary school where when people would say, sorry, my response would be my parents weren't sorry. They had me, which was like probably not the most appropriate uh, response, but I didn't at that point, like I, I didn't understand how to get the message across, like stop mispronouncing my name. And I also remember if there was like a teacher or most sometimes a sub or 
someone that didn't pronounce my name correctly, like I would have no respect for them, no matter how smart or talented they were at whatever they were doing. So it's so important to pronounce your, your students' names correctly, as you probably all know, because it, it just, nothing makes you feel worse when people aren't calling you by the right thing. So that's my story. And I feel like in the virtual environment, Zoom has been an extra challenge right. because people type their name, but even then, if I read your name, right, if you're trying to decode somebody's name, mine is Danielle. Typically, it's spelled the way it's pronounced, although some people spell it like Daniel. But even when you're trying to read people's names and try to connect with them, it's still, I've screwed up so many people's names on Zoom, I can't even tell you. Just like Sari said, it's really important to be able to pronounce your name. So next time you don't know, even if you're on Zoom, you can just ask a person, hey, how are you? How do you pronounce your name? It can really mean the world of difference. So the actual activity, like Sari said, is just have students write the story of their name. I've done this activity a couple times with adults, and if you have the time, the best way to do it would actually be to give students around five to seven minutes to write. A lot of times people don't know or they can't think of it off the top of their head. So if, if you are teaching older students, you may ask them immediately and give them five to seven minutes to write. If you're teaching younger students, you may have them go home, ask their family the story of their name, and then they can come back the next day and share. Either way, you really want to give time and space to this because it is so important and you would be surprised how vast and different stories of names can be. Some of it will be um, helping students feel validated with their identity. Some of it is cultural. Some of it is, I have no idea, but I hate my name. In fact, I have a story about my sister's name, not my name. Uh, my sister was given the name Julie at birth and she never resonated with Julie. She did not like it. She just hated it, hated it, hated it. And finally, when she was in her mid-20s, she changed her name legally to Sierra. It's been very interesting because so many of my family members did not understand why she could ever change her name. So I've known her as Sierra longer than I've known her as Julie. But when we hang out with our family, we still have family members who refuse to call her Sierra. Names are interesting. It's it's really, you know, just call her Sierra. That's what she wants to be called. Or people have certain nicknames or some students may want their they may have a given name that they don't love and they want you to call them by their middle name. It's very important to honor any person, child's name, because that is something you will be speaking to them for the entire school year and beyond. It's a nice way too to start the year off being vulnerable yourself, sharing your first name with students, like remind them you're a real human with the first and the last name too, you know, and just sharing your story just creates that that empathy um, and connection with them. So like Danielle was about to say, we have a blog post on this. We will link it in the show notes with great resources um, for the activity and just a little more context too. And two stories, amazing stories of our colleagues and their names who had quite different experiences growing up with people pronouncing or mispronouncing their names. So we hope you check it out. Absolutely. And speaking of vulnerability, it is really important in always uh, to encourage more vulnerability in our classrooms, because actually it's how we learn and learning is an extraordinarily vulnerable experience, but this is worth reminding everyone. It's hard to be vulnerable with students or give empathy. If you are not taking care of yourself, if you are like me and struggling with the news period, 
I call it doom scrolling. Have you ever doom scrolled? Terry, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. You just like find yourself in a hypnotic state of of doom. And you're like, what am I doing? I'm depressed now. This is not helpful for anyone. So stop. Right. None of it's helpful. Yeah. So so simply (laughs) put your phone down, stop doom scrolling and really think about your self-care this year. It is clearly uncertain. Things aren't back to normal. I would argue was normal working for anybody. I would probably say no. So what is your new normal? What are you okay with? What are your non-negotiables? And where can you find time for you? Schedule it. It's the beginning of the school year. Carve out time for you. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. If you don't take time for you, guess what? It will be taken by something else. So prioritize you. That's the first thing you can do, even if you get up 30 minutes earlier, just to make sure that you breathe or work out or plan your meals, whatever that means for you to set your year up with success. You don't want to burn out. You're going to need all of your mental and physical energy just figuring out if you're in school or not or how many COVID cases you might have. So I think that it's really important for you to just continue to prioritize yourself. We give you permission. And everything you do is amazing. So we just wanted to make sure that you heard that right off the bat on season three of the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, please take care of yourself. Um, we can't help others before our own cup is filled. So um, just like Danielle said, make sure you find the time and schedule it because it will happen if you schedule it. Yes. And we are so excited. We have so many amazing guests already lined up for this season of the podcast. But just like always, if you're interested in being on this podcast, please reach out to us. If you know of an extraordinary educator that you would like to nominate, we are happy to interview um, amazing educators who listen. Or if you have any feedback, please, please, please reach out to us. Um, We would love to hear from you. How can they find us? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Curriculum Associ and on Instagram at MyIReady. And we will link those in the show notes as well. And please be sure to tag us in your post too. Let us know if um, you told the story of your names with your students or all of the other great things that you do every single day. We love to see it. Um, and like Danielle said, if you have feedback, want to be a guest um, or have a topic of interest, you can email extraordinaryeducators with an S at cainc.com. As always, this is about you. We are here for you. So until next episode and beyond and forever, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.